Please will you turn your Bibles to Matthew 4.19. Say hallelujah if you are there. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Have you been fishing? When Jesus wants us to be fishers of men, to we must obey God. Jesus said, Follow me. Three, we must use the gospel. Don't forget the bait. The bait is the gospel. Will you be a fisher of men? If you will, please turn your Bibles to Matthew Seven twenty four through 27. That's where I'll be reading. If you are there, say amen. amen. And it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things, saying of mine, and doeth them, I will liken unto them a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, will not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was upon the fall. So what I want to teach, well, preach on is how can you know you built your life correctly number one was what is your base and here the wise man base was the rock and usually the rock if Jesus is talking about it or one of the people Jesus is using it usually means the Bible if it's in if you in this term he's using it and a parable. So therefore, the rock doesn't mean just rock. It could be the Bible or different other meanings. So then, if you could turn your Bible to Ephesians 2.20, you will read, and are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being being the chief cornerstone. The second point is, what is your cornerstone? Now, there's different answers for these questions, but the main ones should be, number one, what is your base? It should be the Bible or God, something like that. But then number two is, what is your cornerstone? That should be the Lord, God, Something that can sustain your life. Whenever I build with Legos, if I don't have a base, it slides off. But if I have a base, but I have no corners to connect them, they just fall back down. So you have to have both of them, or else you won't have a house, or your life won't be built correctly. That's all I have. If you will, turn your Bibles to Psalm 37. 
verse 16. Well, y'all turn there. I'll start reading. A little that a righteous man hath is better than riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of the famine they shall be satisfied. The wicked shall perish, but the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat lambs they shall consume into smoke shall they all shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous sheweth mercy and giveth for as much as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord and delighted in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. What I'm going to be preaching on tonight is the righteous and why. And I believe why every Christian should want to be righteous because of the following blessings. Number one, the Lord upholdeth the righteous. We see in verse 17 and 24, and the word upholdeth means to bring up, to establish. And then verse, and then uh, point two, because the righteous shall inherit, and it shall be uh, 22, 29, and 34. For as much as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Inherit means, in the Strong's Concordance, to take in possession, to enjoy, to expel. The righteous shall inherit crown, a crown. In Second uh, Timothy four eight, and it says, "Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, shall give me at that day, and not only to me, but unto all of them also that love His appearing." And Point number three, my last one, is because the righteous shall last. 38 to 40, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trusted him. And then lastly, my challenge for you, for you Christians, is that you stay righteous this year. Thank you. That's all. If you would, uh, turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But surely goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So tonight I'm going to be preaching on all the days of my life. So uh, uh, point number one is all the days of my life I shall not want. A sheep only hears his shepherd's voice. In John chapter 10 verse 27 it says, My sheep hear my voice and know that and I know them, and they follow me. As long as I am following my shepherd, I shall not want. Point number two says, All the days of my life he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. My Lord knows how to take good care of me. He knows how to give me rest. The Lord feeds me daily in his word. Psalm chapter uh, 119, verse 12. It says, Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Uh, point number three, all the days of my life he leadeth me beside the still waters. Sheep are scared of moving water. If a sheep should fall in, its fleece would soak up the water like a sponge and cause it to drown. Mark 4.39, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said, unto the, and said unto the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Point number four, all the days of my life he restoreth my soul. God restores your soul by leading you to Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can restore your soul. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Since He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, He knows exactly how to restore our soul. Point number five. All the days of my life, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. It's not always an easy path, but it's the right path. Matthew 7.14 says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is, is the way which leadeth unto life. Point number six. All the days of my life, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil because God is with me. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. And in Matthew 28, 20, And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Point number seven. All the days of my life, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod is for my discipline and my protection. The staff is more gentle for long-suffering and kindness. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it from him. We have a God who is long-suffering. Psalm 18, 86, 15, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous and mercy of truth. Thank God we have a God of long-suffering. Point number eight, all the days of my life, he prepares the table in the presence of mine enemies. God is going to bless me so that my enemies can't, uh, can't do nothing about it. There's nothing at all that they can do about it. Psalm chapter 118, verse 5 through 6. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Point number nine. All the days of my life, He anointed my head with oil. He's keeping me protected. I'm glad I know that I serve a God who knows how to protect me and give me comfort. Psalm 16, verse 1. Preserve me, pr preserve me, O, o God, for, for in Thee do I put my trust. 
Point number 10. All the days of my life, He causes my cup to overflow. The Lord has provided me with more than enough. He's provided me with a family. He's provided me with a preacher to teach me. He's provided me with food and clothes to eat. And uh, it says in Psalm chapter 32, verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Point number 11. All the days of my life, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Thank Thank God for His goodness and His mercy. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 through 23. It's... It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Point number 12. All the days of my life I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Whether it be in the church, house, or in glory with the Lord, I know I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever because I got saved. Psalm chapter 32 verse 7. Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble, thou shalt compass me about with about with songs of deliverance. And thank you, preacher, for your time. Uh, John 9, verses 34 to 41. I'm going to be preaching on uh, following, following Jesus Christ. How you know you are following, and you can know. Um, if you go to John nine thirty four forty one, uh, good to start reading. Sorry, thirty thirty four to forty one, and it says they answered and said unto him, talking about the Pharisees, saying to the blind man who was just healed from his blindness to, from Jesus, but it says, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard those things, and said unto him, We are blind. Uh, are we blind also? And Jesus said unto unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sins. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. Um, Going to uh, my first point, it says, Rejected ways of the world. You can know that you are following Jesus because the world will always reject you. It will not go with you at all. It might go for a little instance, saying, Yeah, yeah, but... They won't go all the way. If they are going with you, you need to check your life. And uh, preach it to myself here too. And it said, uh, the Pharisees here just cast him out of their synagogue. and their, He was cast out of everything. And um, when he was cast out, here comes Jesus, point number two, believing on the word. Uh, here comes Jesus, and when he does, Jesus comes, in your lowest point of life, Jesus will always come. When you're cast out, he will come. And uh, when he comes, he asks him a simple question. 
Do you believe? Do you, or dost thou believe on the Son of God? He said, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe in the promised Messiah? And um, Jesus said unto him, uh, no, sorry, went ahead of myself. Uh, the blind man answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? He had, he, the man did not know who to believe on, but he knew who to believe. He knew, he, when Jesus came and he said, uh, Do you believe on this person? Jesus, uh, Jesus then, but uh, do you believe on the Son of God? He, he said, No, I don't know who he is, but I'm sure you know. Because I believe in you, so tell me who he is, so that I might believe. And um, Jesus said, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. He said, Jesus said, I am the one. And, uh, and he said, I believe, and he worshipped him. And um, it didn't take him minutes, it didn't take him some time to think about it. He automatically knew, hey, this is... Uh, this is Jesus, and I will worship you. And then, lastly, the blinding way. Uh, this one, um, Jesus, after this, Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world. They which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words, and uh, they already cast out the blind man, but it says they were here. Um, I kind of found that kind of interesting how they cast him out, but they were so fascinated with him, they wanted to know more. But they didn't want anybody else to know that they wanted to know more, so that's why they cast him out. But they always stood by trying to figure out why in the world is he seeing if he was blind. And um, some uh, pointer something you can look at. Uh, it says, are we blind also? They, they said, Jesus, you said, uh, you said those which are blind are going to see, and those which uh, see, you're going to make blind. Oh, I said that wrong. They that which see not might see, and they which see might be able, which might be made blind. And so you see here that Jesus, uh, he tells them, you're blind. But without saying they're blind, but he doesn't, okay, I read that wrong. <laughs> Jesus wanted to bring up the humble and put down the proud. He said, if you're blind, I will make you be able to see me. But if you think you see me, you're not going to actually see me. He's, and um, if ye were blind, ye should have no sin. Uh, that reminds me of Adam. Uh, they didn't know, Adam and Eve, they didn't know they were, uh, well, naked until they ate of the tree of good and evil. Um, if they would have obeyed, they would have obeyed blindly to Jesus because Jesus and God, and they're almost a mysterious way. They aren't just going to let you see all, because if we did, we would most likely say no. 
No, I'm not going down that way. But um, since we don't see, we're stepping out blindly, and as Paul said, we're stepping out with faith. And, uh, but now ye say, we see, therefore your sin remaineth. They said, we see, uh, therefore your sin remaineth. They were proud, and they uh, yeah, put down the proud. He was, they said, we see, we see that the Messiah is going to come, but they did not see that the Messiah was before them. They rejected it. They didn't want that. They wanted a king, a kingly king, a human king who was going to come and probably on a white horse, maybe even a Pegasus, come down, probably on a golden chariot with fire, uh, with a crown as tall as Mount Everest, spears, probably a hundred thousands, millions of soldiers behind them and come uh, take back the land of Israel. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for a king who was going to make everything back to old Israel, the, the promised land. But they rejected him. And because they rejected him, therefore, they were not going, it wasn't going to be that way. And uh, now... We, uh, we Gentiles are promised uh, a new life. We were, and now we have a, uh, Jesus is not only just for Israel and the Jews, but it's now for us as well. And so that is about all. Singing and telling you how to turn your hymnals, and that's, this is different. <laughs> um. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to be in verses, verse 1. And uh, the Bible says, uh, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear... Then shall you also appear with him in glory. And I I learned this Bible verse um, at a it was at a youth camp a couple years back, and um, it's always been stuck in the back of my mind. Um, it's a it's a very good Bible verse to to remember. Um, but the thing I get out of this out of this text out of these four verses is how, is really how to be fully in Christ. And um, and if you want to be fully in Christ, you're gonna number one, you're gonna to have to seek the Lord. Um, and what I mean by that, seeking the Lord, and is a daily relationship, uh, getting in His Word, and um, and praying. And one of the things I do at work, I work night shift, and it's a different, it's a different ball game. Um, I had to just change my whole schedule. Usually, whenever I did a day shift, I when I got up. Um, in the mornings, I'd usually read a, a text, a verse, and I'd go about my day. Um, but now, but now I I have to when I when I wake up, it's nighttime, and then usually when I get to work, if I got any time, I can just take. I usually I can't have. I, well, I got my one of my Bibles at work in my toolbox, but I usually take out my phone and I put on my Bible app and I'll listen to it while I while I work. Um, but is there any chance uh, 
any chances I can get to get into God's Word, that's, that's the way I do it, and seek the Lord. And, and, you have to, and that same goes to, to, to you. Um, any, any kind of way that you can seek the Lord, do it. Um, the, you know, the, uh, I have to sneak around with it on because I can't really have head buds on, but I try to, I try to at least get my, my daily Word in um, at, while I'm at work um, praying. Um, and just, and praying when I pray at work, um, it's usually you know I don't just bow my head because I'm on night shift. <laughs> if somebody kidding my head bow, they're gonna think I'm they're gonna think I'm asleep. But uh, usually, like when I'm when I'm welding or putting fitting a part up, and you know I'm wanting to pray about some things or praying about a certain situation, you know I I pray with my eyes open, pray out loud, you know just talk to the Lord like he's like he's right there. And um, and just seeking the Lord any kind of way you can, um, just pray more and read it, read God's word more. And uh, are you are you going to seek the Lord while you can? Um, and number two, uh, set your affection on the Lord. And affection means uh, your love, uh, your likeness toward toward Him, attention to Him. And it's like a relationship. Um, if you didn't show uh, any attention to your spouse, that's going to be a mess. I'm learning that now. <laughs> um, but setting your affection to the Lord. Uh, you think you're going to grow? I mean, me and Caitlin. Okay, I use that as an example now. I know she don't like this. But I start to, to realize this. If I don't show affection to her or talk to her, you think things are going to last long. No. Same thing with the Lord. If you don't talk to Him, you don't have that daily relationship with Him, things are not going to last long. Um, he'll never leave you nor forsake you, but but that relationship can be torn apart, and um, and we don't want to get to that point. Um, but uh, but us as Christians, our job is to to share the gospel, and um, and man, we're gonna have to uh, set our affection to the Lord, have a, build a daily relationship with Him, and um, and as your affection upon Him. Is is your um, is your attention toward him? Do you show? Do you talk to him on a daily basis? You know, do you read God's word like you're supposed to? And I'm gonna admit, I don't I don't read it like I'm supposed to. I don't you know pray like like a perfect person. I just I, I don't do it every day. But when I get a chance to, I just it's like it's a, a ball, like in a little ball. That's all I do, and um, I just pour my heart out to him, and and I thank God he hears my prayers. And number three, uh, surrender your life to Him. And verses three and four, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Uh, Galatians two twenty, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Uh, there is nothing in this world better than serving the Lord. Uh, I surrender my life to Him, and anything I ever need in life, He's always there for me, no matter what. Um, I can tell you, uh, God blessed me with both of them guitars. Um, uh, I mean, anything and everything. Um, anytime I was ever tight on money, God was there. He provided. Um, and it was nothing that I've done. I just I, I, I surrendered my life to Him. You know, I surrendered my talent to Him. And he'll take care of you. I promise you that. Um, I, I've seen it time and time again.
And uh, <clears throat> I can tell you one thing. I, you know, I, I've got this truck, and, um, and I just, the tires, they eventually went bald on me. And I needed some at the time. And uh, it was right time Bible college was like right toward the end, and that was about my only way to get to college. Um, and it was, it was getting a little tight with them, them tires. Like thread was showing, it was getting bad. And, um, and I went over to Crossroads one night, or yeah, I went to Crossroads one night, and I seen a, a brother over there, and he mentioned to me, or we were just talking, and, and I told him, to um, I told him to uh, well, I told him about my situation. I was like, you know, Bible college and everything, and then I told him about my my truck. I was like, he was looking at my truck, and I was like, yeah, you know, I need I've been needing some tires because them things is about gone, you know. And, and he was like, brother, I get a hold of them tires all the time. He's like, if you need some, just come by the house. So I thought he was gonna sell me some, you know. And I get on over there, and he's like, no, take them. I mean, they had tread like they were like they were like brand new, and um, I thank the Lord that you know He He provides right on time, and um, and I just want to I want you to know: Are you going to surrender to Him? Surrender your talent. It don't matter what it is. Just surrender to Him. Surrender your life to Him. It's worth it. I promise you. That's all.